Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Welcome as we continue our current study, The Presence of God, Part 6, A Sanctuary for His Presence. We're going to be reading from the book of Exodus, chapter 25, verse 8 and 9. And it reads, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall ye make it. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee. Here God instructed Moses to have Israel assemble a sacred dwelling place dedicated for his presence. Now, this was to be a place where the Lord God would meet with Israel in communion and fellowship. It was a primary site for divine encounter. Jehovah God in their midst. He commissioned Moses and, and the people of God to build a structure that might come near to dwelling among them. God, he would abide with his chosen ones in a sanctuary to meet with them, to talk to them, to give them instructions for life. Now, don't miss this because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm dropping some bombs on you. When I talk about the words dwell, abide, chosen, sanctuary, these words are so important. You got to write these words down. They should speak to you. The almighty God, creator of everything infinite in wisdom and unlimited in power, humbles himself that we may know him. He reaches out and he makes himself known and comes to where we are. The sanctuary was simply a means for um, God's steadfast love and grace to abide with his people. Oh, I love that word steadfast love. The sanctuary provided a way for his people to approach and experience his presence. Now, this dwelling place was to be fashioned according to a pattern that God would reveal to Moses. It was not to be built according to man's idea or blueprint, but specifically to God's design. God's plan included the harmonious work of the children of Israel. Their contribution was twofold. First, God asked that every man who was willing in his heart to bring him an offering. Everybody that was willing, bring God an offering. This is this is important. It also demonstrated reciprocity within their relationship. God gave himself to them and he would provide for them and love them and take care of them and give them wisdom and instruction and all that. And in a response of gratitude, 
they, the children of Israel, would give back to the Lord in substance, ability, talent, and work. Now that ought to ring a bell. Second, God chose certain men to inspire in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works. So God moved on these men in, 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 in the manner of their workmanship. And we find that in Exodus chapter 31, verses 3 and 4. That they might construct the sanctuary and all of its furnishings. So please be aware that it takes the spirit of God to do the will of God. Can't know anybody do it. Folk look at other folk and think they can get up and just because they have talent, they can do a certain thing. This is our takeaway. Remember, it takes the spirit of God to do the will of God. The Bible says, for it is God who works in you or in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. Philippians chapter three. I mean, I'm sorry, not chapter three of uh, Philippians chapter two, verse 13. Now, let's talk about this place and some of its spiritual uh, implications. The, the place that God instructed Moses to build. Moses was to build a sanctuary slash tabernacle. And this tabernacle was a portable tent surrounded by a fence. It had one entrance. And I think about that song, uh, Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. I want you to protect me as I travel along the way. I know you will. Yes, Lord, I know you can. Yes, Lord, fighting my battles if I just keep still. I don't know if it if that was the exact words, but just singing it off the top of my head, it goes something like that. But anyway, because I want you to make the connection while we sing these songs. So this tabernacle uh, was surrounded by a fence. And it had one entrance and consisted of three separate compartments. The outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. The sanctuary was to be, a, was to be placed in the center of the tribes. God's presence was to be the central focus of their daily lives. And as they learned to follow God in the wilderness, moving only when he moved and being still when he was still, they were to continue following his presence and his leading and guiding them according to his will. He, God himself, was their dwelling place. Uh, Psalms chapter 90, verse 1. No, Psalms 91, verse 1. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalms 91. Anyway, um, in Acts chapter 17, verse 28. Each tribe was positioned around the Lord's presence where they could behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Psalms 27 verse four, the court of the tabernacle. It was a fence um, 
that enclosed the sanctuary where the presence of the Lord resided. The fence did not only serve to protect and keep out what did not belong there, but it also spiritually set the presence of the Lord apart from the world. So we need to know there is a distinction or separation from the world and the holiness of God. The fence signified that mankind could not come to God any old kind of way. We can't come to God in our own way. Why? Because God is holy and he must show us the way. The Lord loves us. Don't get that twisted. The Lord loves us, but we have to enter into his presence through the way that he provides. The priests were to approach him at, at this time through the one and only point of access, which was through the gate of the tabernacle. So I'm moving on from the fence and now I'm talking about the gate. The gate served as a portal that brought God and man together. In addition to having only one entrance into the sanctuary, the gate symbolized uh, an open invitation and an opportunity to come to meet with God. Next, once they entered the gate, they were in the outer court. The outer court was furnished with two pieces of furniture made according to God's pattern. So we we left, we've gotten from the fence to the gate to now the outer court. And there were two pieces of furniture out there and they were made according to God's pattern. Each piece revealed the necessary steps to draw nearer into his old holy presence, to draw nearer to God. The first piece of furniture just inside the gate was the bronze altar. And it was also called the altar of burnt offering. It was used all day long to offer sacrifices unto God. It was an altar designed for burnt sacrifices. The bronze altar reveals that the first step toward the presence of the Lord was to deal with sin. Sin must be punished by death, either personally or by substitute. Remember, because the scripture says for the wages of sin is death, Romans 6, 23. So now we see um, how God is dealing with them uh, through the tabernacle on the issue of sin. In addition the bronze altar was a place of death. Each innocent animal dying for the guilt and sin of man. That's when back in the day when the Jews had to do all the slaughtering of animals for the sin of man. And that's how they atone for their sins. But we know uh, we have one sacrifice and that's Jesus Christ. He he went to the cross for us to bear our sin. He was our sin bearer. Anyway, um, the second piece of furniture in the outer court was the bronze laver or lever, laver. The bronze laver was a large bowl 
affixed on a pedestal designed for ceremonial washing of the priests. Again, washing of the priests. It was specifically reserved for the priest's usage. The bronze laver was always filled with water for the priest to cleanse their hands and their feet that they die not. According to God's pattern, the presence of the Lord requires a purification from the pollution of the world and the defilement of the world and any defilement. And um, now you begin to enter the, uh, you couldn't enter the Holy of Holies, which was separated by a veil. You had to get rid of all your, all the pollution, all the sin. So as the priests moved from the outer court, they were prepared or preparing themselves to enter the tent of God. All this, these sacrifices and the washing and everything, it brought them closer to his presence where they could receive insight, enlightenment, and clarity concerning all things for life and devotion. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday. Click that subscribe button so that you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you at it, spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time, all my kings and queens, be blessed.